I know the Lord will bless you for doing so. If you would, please turn your Bible this morning to Psalms 91. I know that this virus and stuff is going around again, fresh and new, and I've been talking to a lot of people that uh, are scared to death now uh, that they're going to catch it. And and what's the bad part about it? It's like uh, myself, I'm 84 years old, and I'm right in the category of those that can be worse affected by it. And so are some of you. Uh, I know my wife is and several others that's got health problems that is right in the area. If they got it, it would be devastating. And so we're concerned about it. I mean, uh, not just myself, but everybody I talk to is really concerned about this thing, what's going on. And I believe, and I believe it from the very beginning, even before this came out, but I believe that God is our shelter in a time of trouble. He's the one that will take care of us. And uh, so, if you would, Psalms 91, I have enjoyed. Uh, I laughed at my wife this morning. She said, I forgot what Psalm, what Psalm did you were 89. She said, you ought to read Psalms 89. That's a good one. I said, well, I'm going to preach on Psalms 80, 91. She said, oh. <laughs> so anyhow. <laughs> But anyhow, I'm looking forward to just reading this to you. So Psalms 91, beginning in verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the air that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up, in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we completely and wholly depend upon thy care. 
every day of our life. And Lord, you took care of us and watched over us. And Lord, we need that assurance, though, every day of our life. We need to have the wisdom from thy word to assure others that, Lord, if if we're one of yours, you will take care of us. Give us wisdom on how to live in this world and all the things that's going on in this world. But help us to obey you now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, please, just for a second, look at verse 14 and 15. Behold, he has set his love upon me, therefore, notice, will I deliver him? So number one, he will deliver him. Number two, he said, I will set him on high. Uh, Number three, he said, I will answer him. Number four, he said, I will be with him in trouble. Number five, he said, I will deliver him and honor him. And number six, I will satisfy him. And number seven, I will show him my salvation. Now in this psalm, the sheltered saint, now if you want to feel secure in the Lord, if you want to feel safe in the Lord, if you want to feel sheltered in the Lord, you'll find all of that in Psalms 91. It shows the faithfulness of God. Notice some things taught in this psalm. Now, I don't want to go through them very quickly because I want to get to something. The secret place of God. Verse 1 said, He dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What does that mean? To dwell in the secret place of the Almighty. Now, what is the place of this secret? If you go back to the Old Testament, it was beyond the veil in the Holy of Holies where the mercy seat and the uh, uh, Ark of the Covenant were, where the high priest only went once a year, never without blood. This is a private place of devotion that you and I today, the Bible's talking about. It's the same place Jesus spoke of in Matthew 6 and verse 6, in the closet of your heart, where only you and God is. You know, a lot of us, uh, if you ever notice how people can pray and they can carry on and just pray and pray publicly, but the Bible says, and God makes it very plain, the most precious thing to God is that we pray in the secret of our heart. Uh, we don't have to get out and pray and open. I have people that call me all the time and say, Preacher, pray for me. And I will over the phone or any way I can do. Uh, I want to pray for you verbally, but I got news for you. I don't have to open my mouth. And God knows my heart. And I pray out of my heart for people. And I know that God hears me when I pray from my heart. Now, the Father which seeth in secret shall open the uh, shall reward the opening. That's the most important place in the Christian life is in the secret of his heart. Just you and God alone. Now, Jesus often got along with the Heavenly Father in prayer. Forty days and forty nights he got along. Moses got along on the mountain of God. Remember now, the number 40 in Scripture is always a time of testing. Jesus, in the wilderness, 40 days and nights, tempted by Satan. Moses, on the mountaintop with God alone, and knew not that his face did shine. Exodus 34, verse 35. But the people knew it, but Moses 
did not. Meaning, being alone with God in your prayer life will change your countenance. I believe this. The more time you spend alone with God, the more people that will notice how closer you are to God. They will see the difference in your life. Here's what I'm saying. I know a lot of uh, warped, unhappy, sour, professing Christians who need this place along with God. I read this little story, and this is something that I want to share with you. A famous evangelist years ago in Europe, he was praying for a helper in his ministry. He was having average services in his meetings. One night this fellow walked up to Brother Stewart and said, God has called me to work with you, Brother Stewart. The only problem, this man couldn't talk without stuttering. He couldn't get the words out. It scared the preacher to death. He said, no. But the man just smiled and said, yes. The Lord has called me to work with you. The evangelist went home and prayed, Lord, please get rid of this man. He has an impeachment of speech. No personality. No talent. No good looks. No ability. And he stuttered when he talked. How am I ever going to get rid of him? But the fellow kept coming back and smiling uh, and saying he was rejoicing since the Lord had called him to work with Brother Stewart. Over and over he came. And again and again the evangelist wrestled with his thing. And then finally the Lord said to him, Now you've been praying for a companion. You've been praying for someone. This is the man of my choice. The Lord said to him, What you need is someone you can stay in the secret place and pray. The man came that night, this stuttering man, and said, I cannot preach, neither can I sing, but I love to pray. God has called me to go where you go and stand where you stand and pray while you preach. And for many years, that is what he did. That evangelist said as he stood out and preached to great multitudes in open fields, there this little man was, standing with his hand, hat over on the ground, hands folded, head bowed, and eyes closed. Every second that that preacher preached, that little man prayed. In the rain, in the cold, long nights, not a dry thread only, he, he would stand and pray, Oh God, bless this advantage. And he said, God blessed. And thousands were blessed and saved because there was a man who knew the gift of the secret place. Now, I want you to watch this. That's a true story, by the way. I want you to watch this. Psalms 91, verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So number one, we know that we, if we get along with God, we can abide with the Lord and He'll take care of us. He'll give us what we need, not necessarily what we want. Now, being a pastor and being before people, I know what that pastor was talking about. What he was looking for was somebody who was charismatic. He was looking for somebody that would draw a crowd. He was looking for somebody that could do something to please people. But God knows better. God knows what you need rather than what you think you need. And if we pray and get close to God, God will give you what you need. Amen? Now, the safety place of the the godly, notice verse 2, And I will say of the Lord, 
He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Did you know eternal security is not found in the Bible? I want to show you something. But the phrase eternal security, uh, I mean the, the eternal life is in the Bible. Now watch this. By the phrase eternal security, again, Psalms 91, lets every Christian know if he's in the Lord, he's all right. Now get this, because the word refuge is found many times in the Bible. Now I believe in eternal security. But just because the Bible doesn't plainly say eternal security doesn't mean that I don't have it. Because the Bible says many times in the Bible, eternal life. So if I have eternal life, I have eternal security. Amen? Now, watch this, please. Psalm 57, verse 1 says, In the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until their calamities be overpassed. My wife, I remember when she was teaching kindergarten, I remember a lesson that she taught the children. And back then, she, we, we, she taught on these boards. Uh, I forgot what they call it, but I put up little figures on boards and taught them. Uh, what? Flannel board. Flannel board teaching. And she had a little hen and a bunch of little bitties and a hawk. And when that hawk would come flying over, that hen would make a sound and all the little bitties would run and get her under her wings and she would protect her little bitties from that hawk. And she would talk about the security of the children of God under the wings of the Lord. Being under His care, God will take care of it. Now, verse 2 says, The Lord is my refuge. You know what he's talking about? When you get in trouble and when you've got troubles in your life, run to the Lord. He'll protect you. Amen? Don't run to everything else. Why, if you listened to the news today, you'd be scared to death, wouldn't you? And I've never seen a bunch of more liars in my life as news people are today. And you can't trust them. And you can't trust your Congress and your Senate and everything else, lawmakers over you. I thank God for one of them because I know that government is established by God. I want you to understand that right off. I thank God for everyone that's in law. But I don't trust nobody like that. I run to God. If I want to be protected, brother, I'm going to ask the Lord to take care of me. Now, I do like my sheriff over in Polk County. Uh, if I want, I go over to him. He'll take care of me, I think. And he lives right around the corner from my house over there. Nobody messes my house. Because, brother, he'll shoot you. <laughs> and uh, he, he will take care of you. But I don't trust him. And I don't look for him for my refuge. I run to God. Colossians 3 and verse 3, Your life is hid with Christ in God. It was asked of a little lady on her deathbed, What if after death you find your soul is lost? She replied, There is more at stake than my soul. God's honor is at stake. Boy, that's a good answer. Did you know what? And I believe this is all my soul. I was sharing this with somebody just the other day. I didn't say it in the same words, but I, I meant the same thing. If I pray, I'm looking for God to answer my prayers. You know why? God's honor is at stake. Because He is promised. And if God has promised something, 
He said, I will keep it. Well, his honor's at stake then, and I know he will keep it. Amen? And that's the reason I believe in prayer so strongly is because I know God will answer it because his honor is at stake. He said it, he'll do it. And I put all my trust in the Lord. When everything else fails, when everything I've done my best, and here's what I honestly believe with all my soul. Did you know God never told you to go over and sit down on that bench and just starve to death? You know that? The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. Now that don't just mean if you don't work, you don't eat food. What he's talking about is you do what you can do, the best you can do as a human being, but don't do it without God in your life and asking Him to take care of you. I depend on God more than I do myself, but I ain't going to sit down and just say, I'm not going to do anything. Did you know there's some people that are scared to go outside their house right now? But that didn't just happen. That don't just happen now. There was a man called me from Suffer Springs a few years ago, and he said, Pastor, would you please come and go get me groceries? I'm scared to go out. I don't know how he got my phone number. He called me. I went over there, and he had a half a dozen at least latches on his door. I could hear him unlocking them when I knocked on the door, and he, I told him who I was. And he opened it just enough to poke his nose out the door and said, hey, here's some money. Will you go get me some groceries? And I said, what's the matter with you? He said, I'm scared to come out. I'm scared of people. I'm, I, I'm afraid. And he was afraid to come out of his own house to go get groceries. Now, that's a shame. Now, i got news for you. I'm afraid today. I'm afraid of this thing that's going around. I'm afraid of, of people today. They're nuts. I mean, you can't even say good morning to some people. They take it the wrong way. They ain't no telling what they'll do to you. There's a fear in my heart, really, of people and things in this world right now. It's just absolutely out of sorts. Well, who am I going to trust in then? How am I going to handle this thing? You trust in the Lord. God said, I will take care of you. I'll look over you. You look at these five or six things that he says here in verse 14 and 15. I will deliver him. I will set him on high. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. I will satisfy him. I will show him my salvation. Amen? That's God doing it. And what you got to do is make up your mind, I'm going to trust the Lord. Amen? I'm going to do the best I can, but then I'm going to trust the Lord in it all. Now, get this. God is going to keep His Word. Matthew 23, verse 37. I'll never understand why Christians don't run to Jesus for protection when trouble comes. Under His wings, verse 7, a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Amen? Now, notice, if you would, seven things promised to this Christian in this psalm. Number one, I will deliver him. Number two, I will set him on high. Number three, I will answer him. Number four, I will be him in trouble. Number five, I will deliver him. Number six, I will satisfy him. Number seven, I will show him my salvation. 
That's a blessed psalm. Amen? Because God loves me. Amen? I believe this all my soul. God don't want me to be scared all the time. God don't want me to be troubled all the time. God don't want me to be sick all the time. He wants to bless me because He loves me. And I really believe that. And I'm going to put my trust in Him and say, Lord, now you're going to have to take care of me. I'm going to, be, I'm going to use my knowledge and wisdom that you've given me to do the best I can to take care of me. But when it goes beyond anything that I can take care of, you're going to have to take care of me. Amen? And He will too. I believe it, brother. Let's pray. Father, would you bless the study and the reading of thy word to everyone here today? Bless everyone that comes today. And may somebody understand that the salvation is of the Lord. Not by anything we do, but it's of the Lord. And they might come to you for salvation today. But more than that, salvation is glorious. No greater than somebody being saved. But Lord, when we learn to trust you, that's peace. That's where comfort is. Bless us today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.